Tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Dun, so anyway, that's dun, how dun, dun. that's how they're going to finish up episodes eight and nine. Oh, okay. It's going to be really cool. It's very interesting. Yeah, you know. Welcome everyone to <laughs> oh, the UFC After Show here on AfterBuzz TV, your After Show Network. This song is badass, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, Master of Puppets it's by the Timeless Metallica. 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 <laughs> I love it. And y- Yamas Het Head And Lars Ulrich, of course. Okay, sure. (laughs) But uh, here on your UFC after show that we're always here covering the big events, which is what we have to say now, we are covering uh, the Fox UFC show from last night. Main event for the lightweight title, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Donald Cerrone. Last show of the season, huh? Last Last show. Of the year, rather. Last show of the year. Officially last show of the year. Mm -hmm. As we end this, uh, I guess you'd say, newsworthy 2015 yeah, we'll be going over that in a little bit. A lot of agitation for uh, 2015. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Because I like to introduce my co-hosts first <laughs> before I introduce you myself. You like to or you want us to do it? No, I want you guys to introduce yourselves and then I can introduce myself because I'm not selfish like our past, uh, <laughs> like our past host. <laughs> True indeed. You're not. Well, and they were. Thank you for joining us. And I am Lethal Laura. She's the LL to my cool J, J Tan 716 all over your internet. <laughs> and I am George Hermosa, and you can follow me on the Twitter machine at G Hermosa, G H E R M O Z A, most on Instagram. But uh, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, as we uh, break down this fun fight, fun night full of fights. Yeah, fun night. This one full paid of off, huh? Uh, UFC on Fox Seventeen from Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. First time they were there, and feels like a little while. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm not sure when was the last time, but I know that they uh, they outdid. Uh, they mentioned not doing their box office, uh, and I believe attendance as well. Yeah, I mean, Florida's kind of a big, uh, big fight kind of state. You got American Top Team there, the Black Zillions. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of surprised they don't maybe do more fights from from Florida. I, mean, I guess you can say same, you can say the same about California too. A lot of fight camps out here, but uh, yeah, we only get one fight every now and then. There's uh, UFC you, that is. I know there's a lot of <laughs> RFA. I, I was going to say yeah. UFC MMA. There's <laughs> not in Florida yet. Okay, yet. Yes. Um, of course, there is a, a ton of regional MMA in in both of those states and just about anywhere. But mm-hmm. um, I think you really uh, uh, you really hit huge uh, you know popularity, especially when you take this when the UFC goes to I'm going to say you know in kind of B level towns. Um, and I don't mean to disparage anything, but um, towns that don't already have their own entertainment, that's a big thing in terms of where you go and, and where your uh, your big box office is going to be because there's less stuff to do mm-hmm. in, in particular places. So when something does come to town, so especially something as exciting as the UFC, boom. Everybody gets excited. Exactly. That's yeah. true. Has that much more impact. I mean, I guess you can say in some ways history was made last night. But not as much as maybe the past two pay-per-views. I mean, 
I guess you can say history for Rafael since he successfully defended his, uh, mm-hmm. I guess I want to say newly crowned since this was his first title defense mm-hmm. against uh, Donald Cerrone and what I thought was a, a much, on, on, our, on my part at least, much anticipated fight. Were you guys looking forward to this fight as much as maybe other fights from the last month or two? Yeah, I, I certainly was. I was definitely, definitely looking for this one. Um, you know, big letdown of how it actually went down, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was a, a kind of a shocker. Yeah. Um, fast finish, of course, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos winning by TKO in the first, minute 06. Um, it, it was almost like Cowboy didn't really kind of get going there, um, which which was surprising. Mm-hmm. Granted, he, even he himself has talked about being a slow starter, but... You would expect for for a, a title match that has been this is a, probably in my opinion been uh, from the Donald Cerrone um, story, you know one of the the more anticipated title matches in, in terms of um, uh, the the populace the fans mm-hmm. saying here's the guy he that really deserves, deserves it. yeah 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 this has been a slow burn to the title match, um, so I, I I was expecting him to to kind of come out a little bit stronger and faster. Um, and you know the flurries that they did trade uh, trade were uh, were pretty hard for sure, but uh, Dos Anjos really capitalized on that uh, that body kick there. One of the things that crossed my mind uh, throughout you know after the fight was that uh, this is probably the longest or one of the longest time frames that Cerrone hasn't fought. And I really because uh, I think he was inactive for I don't want to say inactive, but hasn't had an official fight in around seven months. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy who. Who loves the fight for many different reasons, whether it's the paycheck, whether it's the adrenaline, whether it's, you know, just the love for it. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's something that gets him going. Do you think the, I guess you can say seven months time off or without a fight kind of affected him in some ways? Good question. I, I don't know. You know what? I, I don't think so. I think, um, I think, you know, from the first fight that they had, um, you know, he's been on a, on a roll after mm-hmm. that. You know, just fighting back and forth, back you know, back to back actually, and I think, you know, this this fight shows that anything can happen in MMA. Yeah, it's just you know, sometimes there's a lucky shot that you get caught, and I don't think he was able to, you know, to to kind of, you know, get better from that shot. So mm-hmm. I think he just got caught off. I'm just checking his stats here. His last fo- la- sorry, last loss was to Rafael dos Anjos, of course. <laughs> Uh, August 2013, um, Fight Night 27. Uh-huh. What is this one? I think this is a fight. No, it's not officially a fight night, but I mean, we're up into like near 80, late uh-huh. 70s. Uh-huh. Um, so in that time, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight matches. Yeah, eight in a row. Yeah. Uh-huh. Eight in a row. Um, and mind you, not not just eight guys. I mean, this is Eddie Alvarez, Benson Henderson, mm-hmm. Edson Barboza, you know, yep. Evan Dunham, all these Jim guys, Miller. you know, Miles Jury. Uh, these guys are like, especially somebody like Eddie Alvarez and Benson Henderson, former champions in their own respective, you know, organizations, whether it's Bellator or, you know, in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And here's, you know, Donald Cerrone pretty much unanimously, officially unanimously beating these guys. So the, Cerrone is not a, a, an easy guy to, to beat. So for the way that Dos Anjos beat him, so I guess you can say easily. What do you think it was? I think it was an activity, to be honest with you. Yeah. Here's a guy who fights, and I'm trying to count in my head as, as well as, you know, doing this hosting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the longest time he's been off. So, for example, before May, he was off four months. 
before that fight, it was like two weeks. It was like a yeah. two-week turnaround. I, I was looking at that you know, uh, as well. The, three the months, time two matches. months, three months, three months, two months. I mean, here's a guy who kind of stays active all two the time. Years. Yeah, what? It's been uh, two years, maybe... Yeah, about two and a half years, eight so, matches. So I really do think that the longer he waits in between fights, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the more he thinks about it. And the more he thinks about it, maybe the, the more it might hurt him. Here's a guy who, who kind of lives off just fighting, fighting, fighting. And mm-hmm. I really do think the inactivity gave him more time to think about it and more time to prepare instead of kind of just going with your instinct. That's just my opinion, of course. You think that he got in his own head then? Absolutely. He, really? Yeah. Hmm. Again, I I don't know. Maybe you watched the post fight conference. Any words from Cerrone at all about maybe what what was in his head? You when know was... what? I I didn't see any any um, interviews from him after. Yeah, not yet. I I caught part of the post fight, mm-hmm. but uh, if he was there, he wasn't there uh, in the first part that I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to say I, I saw some ex- uh, not excuse sorry uh, some line that he just uh, you know typical no excuses. I got beat that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but. Not not a whole lot of backstory or response from him yet that I've seen online, at least. I mean, with that said, I don't want to take it any, take away anything from uh, Dos Anjos as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe, like, about a year ago, I had this guy kind of pegged at one of the guys to watch, not only in 2015, but I think I had him for one of my top fighters for 2014. And here's a guy who's won before last night, won five in a row against mm-hmm. equally high-level opponents, Nate Diaz, Anthony Pennis, of course, for the belt, mm-hmm. Benson Henderson, um, of course, Alan Cerrone. Um, nothing taken away from this guy. This guy is truly deserves to be at the top of the division. Um, do you guys see it more as a just this guy just came in a, a whole different Dos Anjos? Like he, you think he's maybe on a mission to be maybe included in the same breath as a, maybe a Demetrius Johnson or you know some of the other champions? I think the time off obviously did him well. He was mm-hmm. dealing with uh, surgery and, and coming back healing properly, um, but. He was as fierce here as he was in the Nate Diaz fight. I, I think you know the Anthony Pettis. He was just dominant. Um, no, I think he's just that damn good, quite uh-huh. frankly. And and now is his time. And he came in. I, I think that um, I really feel that. I mean, there's some kind of. A, it's almost a cousin in some ways to the uh, McGregor Aldo fight. That the match. This was one of those instances. Nine times out of ten, the match goes longer, mm-hmm. and it's far more competitive between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think a big part of it really was that uh, that that kick to the body that Cerrone took, mm-hmm. you know, stunned him, and Dos Anjos is fast enough and and sharp enough to capitalize on that with the rest of the punches, you know, um, that that led to uh, led to the demise. Kind of mm-hmm. my thoughts. I what think the same. Yeah, I think Ditto. that. I, yeah. No, actually, I think. Um, uh, Dos Anjos was, you know, just capitalized, like you said, and, it, you know, he didn't let go. Like, he didn't back off, and he just kept going and going and going until he yeah. got the... And he actually looked at um, the ref, yeah. like, hey, Herb. you gonna stop it, or what? <laughs> <laughs> I think if it wasn't a title fight, I think that fight would have been stopped, you know, a little bit, maybe five punches before. Yeah, it's when he was against against the fence. That's yeah. what I was kind of reading I, about that. Yeah, I thought they were gonna stop it when he was still standing, but yeah. kudos, like, kudos to these refs, because, you know, it's like, th- these are... It kind of means a little bit more when it is for a title. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't, you never want a premature premature stoppage, anyways. But let alone for a, for a belt. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of especially with the whole Reebok deal. You get more money in it, so it is kind of a lot of people's livelihood involved. Um, I mean, what's next for for both guys? Is it something? Do you think Cerrone's going to maybe fight back into the scene, or do you think maybe he's just going to be one of those guys that maybe like a Junior Dos Santos, where we'll, we'll, who will get into next, hmm. where? You know, he's going to be fine just fighting every three, four months. And uh, 
You know, I, not really I for see a belt. coming back. I don't. Yeah, think definitely. I think this is just was just that right shot at the right time. Yeah, and he just got caught and he couldn't. You know, he couldn't uh, get from that. So. You know, the the top five, five or six that we're looking at here: Anthony Pettis, Donald Cerrone, Habib Nurmagomedov. Uh, Eddie Alvarez. By the way, is he like, what's his deal? I know he keeps getting hurt. I know there was talks of retirement, maybe. And he came out and and refuted that, didn't he? Okay, I I don't know. I think, I I believe. I haven't paid attention too much to it. It's kind of like, well, Habib will pop up whenever Habib pops up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, there is kind of a. Who holds a victory over Rafael dos Anjos? Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's been, uh, yeah, he's been dealing with with injuries now that you, you mentioned it, and I do remember, yeah, it's kind of one after the other after mm-hmm. the other, and which led to the conversation about AKA possibly really needing to second guess their training methods, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll see him back. Uh, Cerrone, you, look, he put Cerrone up against uh, Eddie Alvarez again, um, Tony Ferguson. Although I think you you pr- you probably talk about you know. Um, Tony uh, Edson, man, I mean, maybe that's, uh, maybe you talk about that next. That could be fun. Certainly a fun match, right? Maybe. Um, Definitely Ferguson has yet this this point on the entertainment department. Mm -hmm. Cerrone versus Michael Johnson, who also, uh, who, you know, came up short this night. But But we can talk about that fight right now. I mean, might as well. It's in the same division. Mm -hmm. You had number six, Michael Johnson against uh, number 15, Nate Diaz. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally unexpected as far as what the result and the the, the way that that's this unexpected. fight turned out. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think that Nate Diaz was going to be so dominant. Uh, I mean, I kind of want to hear your thoughts, as guys, too, about uh, what do you guys think of this whole Nate Diaz? Is it a resurgence? Is it just maybe he just got Michael Johnson's number? Um, I think I think Nate is just he sees some type of money now that McGregor, the whole McGregor thing is, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on, and mm-hmm. I think he smells it, and I think he, you know, he wants to show up when he when he wants to show up, I guess. You know, last time mm-hmm. he didn't show up at all. But I think um, he just kind of wanted to prove a point yeah. this time around. Like, a hey. motivated Diaz brother is a really <laughs> exactly. dangerous Diaz brother. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, there was a lot of drama going on with uh, his contract and his yeah. uh, the way that he felt the UFC was treating him uh, a, a year ago uh, when you know they kind of put him on ice or or maybe he just you know stepped out depending on what you want to mm-hmm. uh, how you want to interpret the situation. But he was coming back. Um, the Diaz brothers are motivated, it seems, by, if nothing else, um, by especially making a point, you know, and... We've seen that money in some ways doesn't even matter to, at least to mm-hmm. Nick, who, who's who's literally been in main event title fights and right. doesn't show up to press conferences, you know, so you know, it's like, is it money that motivates him, or is it fighting, or, you know, we don't know, it's a yeah. different thing every every time. They, um, they certainly live to the beat of their own drummer, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I, I've heard stories about, uh, you know, their houses. Uh, I mean, they'll have a, a big house, but in there is nothing but jujitsu match laid out and, you know, <laughs> protein powder and stuff. Um, and that they're very different people on camera versus off camera. You know, that when you're hanging out with them, obviously in the right group, uh, very they're very affable and, and engaging and, you know, big smiles and laughing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But as soon as you hoist the camera up, they shut down, and it's different. You Nick, know, Nick Diaz. I know we're talking about Nate, but both of them in, in general, they both seem very like what's the word? Like 
standoffish. Like you don't want to approach them. Like you know, right. you don't know when they're going to snap. Right. But yet, when I saw Nick Diaz at the Invicta fight mm-hmm. uh, last February, mm-hmm. that guy was smiles, taking pictures with everyone. You know, mm-hmm. saying high five or whatever. Yeah. I was like, man, that's like totally like he looks totally cool. Like, <laughs> you would never a think. certain social awkwardness, yeah. I think. But point being, though, with with Nate. Mm-hmm. He was definitely motivated to uh, to come in and make a statement. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is um, reclaiming his spot in the top ten or top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, another part of it, frankly, is to to prove haters and doubters. Um, and I'm using that term. I'm, I'm guessing as as he would uh, you know uh, apply to them wrong. Um, and and maybe a, and also an, an f u to the UFC mm-hmm. saying you treated me like this and so f u I'm going to come in and dominate and leave you know the proof yeah. in the pudding you know you know what I think um, he's he also kind of made made a statement um, in regards to like have kind of he wants to kind of pick the fights instead of the UFC picking the fights for mm-hmm. him you know what I'm saying so he wants to do like oh he wants to fight the fights that he wants right. Not the Based fight. on big challenge yes. or that's, less and money. And I think that's the space that both other brothers want to be at. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times he certainly follows in his brother's footsteps uh, in many different ways. You know, they're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Um, and as much as they're they're different in their own right, they're really very similar, you know? <laughs> uh, the way that they approach their career, the way that they approach their training. Uh, in the chat room here, we got, uh, of course, my man Joe Boza. Jermaine Lee is uh, jumping in with us here. They're talking about the matches. Um, Jermaine, uh, regarding Cerrone, thinks it had nothing. He says uh, it has nothing to do with Cerrone. It's just that Dos Anjos is that good. Did you see the Pettis fight? Uh, totally he fair totally point there. He dominated him. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Joe Boza is saying, uh, regarding the main event as well, I was looking forward to this fight. Because uh, it would tell us what would happen to Conor McGregor. I'm sure Dana and Lorenzo weren't happy because in their world, Cowboy would have won. Cowboy versus McGregor. That is uh, a nice one to I agree. to promote. That would be fun. Um, let's see. Tony Jobosa thinks that Tony should get the next shot. He's won seven in a row. Yeah, I you know not not the worst uh, match in the world. I, I agree there. I'm not sure. I'd have to double check and see you know who is RDA fought against uh, in the, at the top. The top five, like who is, who else does he already have matches against in the top five? And you know, is Tony, uh, is does Tony make sense in terms of that? Well, uh, we have a, a big. Uh, I want to say Anthony Pettis versus uh, Eddie Alvarez coming up soon, right? So that's going to be a big. I wouldn't big, wait big. for that though. I mean, I, I wouldn't wait to see if that because if Pettis wins that one, then you've got a rematch that. I don't re- I don't know I necessarily need to see right away, you know. But I mean then you have Khabib who still, you know, you don't know when he's going to come back and then you got Tony Ferguson at number 5. Mm-hmm. Um you know, obviously, I mean there's really no one else really out there. Mm-hmm. Um unless maybe they sign Michael Chandler, but even Higgy somebody like who would need to get step up since he hasn't had the best luck in the past uh, few years. But uh what'd you guys think of a Nate Diaz's post fight interview? Well, that as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to quote word for word. I'm going <laughs> to um, Why not? I will, on the internet, I will, we can do this. I will, I will bleep it with my own self. So in, in case you watch it on Fox and you don't know what he said, because pretty much you couldn't, they pretty much bleeped everything out. So here is, you know, whatever. Oh, this should be fun. I mean, I'm not going to say the actual <laughs> word, you know, we're a PG semi-13 show. So Conor McGregor, you're taking everything I work for, mother Beep. blanker. I'm going to fight your blanking ass. 
You know what the real fight, the real fight money is me, not these clowns that you already punked at the press conference. <laughs> First off, none of these have words. They could at least uh, say this part. Don't no one want to see that. You know you beat them already. That's an easy fight. You want the real-ish right here? Hey, and another. And then, of course, Joe Rogan. So it was like, whoa, you know, dude, we're on Fox. <laughs> Guys, I assure you, go to fightpass.com. The uncensored version is there. I've seen it a couple of uh, different places online as well. You know, to I actually seen the uncensored one. Yes, yeah, the uncensored one. But is the out one there. that you showed me was the censored one today, right. and I was like, oh, they. Wow. Yeah, there was guys. There wasn't even a bleep on on Fox. I mean, I don't even know if they're gonna. I don't on think replays, even it, yeah. I don't know that you're even gonna see it on replays because it just went silent. It was. I, I think, don't think he's gonna get interviewed ever again. <laughs> no, no, they'll, they'll keep interviewing him because that's so fun. But yeah, they may keep him off of Fox. Um, <laughs> but um, that was one of the best promos, guys. That uh, certainly one of the best post fight interviews in 2015 mm-hmm. that's a memorable one because not only was it um not only was it funny and you know it was Nate Diaz being Nate Diaz and cursing up a storm but he's looking directly at the camera he's talking mad shit and he's talking directly at Conor McGregor just like now as I'm trying to do probably with certainly not as much pathos as, as Nate <laughs> did but that's the point like he felt he was saying what he felt and he was very direct about it and that was really, I mean, that guys, that's the kind of thing that fans love to eat up. Do you think that they're legitimately calling out Conor McGregor for, you know, just for the sake of because he talks a lot of smack? Or do you think that, hey, the big money is in the, con- <laughs> I can't, I can't believe I'm actually saying this because he's so new to the, to the, to the, to the company. So like two years, but the big money fight is now Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Like that is the Floyd May- Mayweather fight of MMA. Yeah. So are, do you no, think a lot I of these think, guys well, are calling depending, them out for Depending that? on who's calling them out. Because I think when Nick does it or Nate does it, I think he just wants to fucking be his ass, right? Um, but de- depending on who's who's calling him out, I think that's. I mean, especially after that UFC Go Big conference, mm-hmm. the press conference where pretty much everybody was calling out Conor McGregor, and <laughs> I guess you could say rightfully so after everything that Conor McGregor was saying. Yeah. Um, but do you think they're mostly motivated by that big money fight, or they just want just oh, okay, it's just another fight? Well, it's a mix of two things because yeah. you know, obviously, yes, the money is there because Conor is a great seller, and there aren't any other great sellers, not to the same point, not to the proven extent that. Connor has, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he's also a good fighter. Let's not let's not dismiss uh Connor's ability in the cage. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be Connor versus Nate, I think, is a fascinating I combination. Agree. You've got two rangy guys that can clearly take punishment and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um Nate, I think, will have a proven track record. Can you over, imagine, like, the, like over the press com- conferences or, like, the way or the <laughs> stare down? <laughs> yeah, this is a very good point. The stare, Just the stare down, just the way in, that in and of itself. I mean, maybe you do that without uh, without ever culminating in a match, huh? Yeah. <laughs> just, just book whatever, you know, B-level card you got or, or a regular fight. And, by the way, we're going to put Connor and Nate in a room together and just let the camera go. And that's going to be it, mm-hmm. you know? I'll I'll pay nine ninety nine a month for that. Huh? <laughs> I think that'd be fun. But um, that's the thing. I mean, you know, Nate wants fights that are going to challenge him. Mm-hmm. Of course, he and wants big profile. Did fights. you see the um, his comeback to everybody that's calling him out? Connors. Okay. Yeah. No. He's on Instagram saying, yeah. "Line them up on their knees with their hands out. I want I want them to beg me. To beg me. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Okay. 
with his boy's voice in the back. I mean, I mean, here's a guy who, if anything, I, I think Connor is allowed to say those things now, right? Because he's backed up everything that he said. Yeah. And have you seen that video? Um, I saw like on like Soa Palayli's Facebook, mm-hmm. where it has like. Seven years ago, Conor McGregor was like, "Oh, hey, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, I want to be a UFC fighter with then, all kinds but, of acne and yeah, like yeah. little mm-hmm. little you know zits on his face." And then you, you fast forward to him being in the cage, yeah, and then it goes a flashback to another fight where it's like, "Oh, I want to be you know on a you know I want to." He's like in a in a Vegas hotel, like when he first started with the UFC. Right. He's like one day I'm gonna own the city. Fast forward to like last weekend where like the whole Irish fans were like crowding <laughs> Vegas, right. and then a flashback to another thing. It's like, oh, one day I want to be a champion. Boom, and then they show him as champion, and or one day, or so even the like, point being that this has been a through line for him, the yeah, confidence, and yeah. even not only that, but they'll show him talking about how he's going to beat Chad Mendez or Jose, oh, yeah, Jose yeah, Aldo, yeah. and then boom, they fast forward, fast forward to that. Uh, he and does have a knack for that. So I mean, if Connor can sit there and make those Instagram posts, too, are you following him on Instagram? I am not. Okay, I'm gonna say. I am not. I mean, <laughs> there was a lot to say, though. You <laughs> need for somebody to. who's not a Connor fan, you sure know no, no, a lot no. about his Instagram. No, no, no. After after all the fights, I kind of go into uh, you know Facebook or whoever I need to go under, and I look up stuff and see what's going on, see what people mm-hmm. are saying after the fights, or you know all that stuff, and that comes up. So that's why. Okay. As we all do, I mean, we're <laughs> all looking to see what everyone else is. But thinking, I, I think I think for one thing, he's allowed to say those things because he's called and mm-hmm. done everything that he's ever done. Right. So if he's going to say, dude, line him he up. Even, he even called out the um, your favor with versus uh, Lud- Ludwig. Dwayne the, Ludwig. Yeah, that yeah. whole little little thing with uh, Dillashaw too. So. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Although he won't take that one. See, that's exactly the point. He won't take Uriah Faber in a match because he doesn't think that. Uh, at least as my understanding in following the uh, following the Ultimate Fighter this season, mm-hmm. um, he's doing Uriah Faber a favor in bringing him a big money match. Oh. Guys, the I think he's right. Fighters are watching. I think Agreed. he's right. Agreed. Yes, especially now as champion. Uh huh. Like Faber's not should be totally. Yeah. Agreed. But the point is, for any fighters that are watching this thing, or anybody that wants to make a mark in the sport, you know, the one way right now, if 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 I was to build a fighter right now, and if he was to be in the stage in the, in the stage of the UFC's level, um, my advice for any fighter trying to make their mark right now at this moment, the best way to beat Conor McGregor in a lot of ways is to take away Conor McGregor's power, and I don't mean in the cage physically. Be out, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, <laughs> talk that shit. Talk that shit in your own tone. Don't just regurgitate regurgitate what he says. Um, but find your own voice and be louder and say more stuff than Connor does. Can I just say that it goes to show just how how much this guy's done in the short time that he's been around that we're, we've talked about Connor McGregor now for like almost half the show and he wasn't um, on the show. But I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do feel like that's, he, this guy's become so big that almost any featherweight or lightweight that's right. in the top ten mm-hmm. that fights, whether it's you know against him or not, is mm-hmm. going to be talking about Connor at some point. So kudos to Connor, dude. Seriously. I think that's seriously an indication of uh, when we talk about whose year was it, top fighters <laughs> in 2015. But not just in one division, though, in two divisions. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, because when we talk about Ronda, we only talked about that one division. Now, mind right. you, there was no 125 or 145 to go up or down. Right. But see, I, I still think that this is just talk until at least middle of next year. Until he actually fights at lightweight? Yes. But, in, but, but you still have lightweights calling him out. 
That's my point. My point is like, right. even though he's never even had a fight at lightweight, there's still a bunch of these guys that are still calling him out. Rafael Dos Anjos, going back to yeah. the main eventer, is saying that, you know, yeah, feel free to come, but, you know, you're not going to be in your zone. There's always, uh, obviously, two motivations, at least two motivations for fighters, either money or the championship. They want to call themselves the best. They want to prove to everybody else and to be able to say that they are the best. Mm-hmm. Or money. And sometimes, once in a while... It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's that same. It's embodied in the same person. Certainly is in the case of Connor. You know, with at one forty five. Um, if he, it's it, that's the case with Ronda, at one thirty five. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, not necessarily the case with Rafael dos Anjos. That's not going to be a money pay per view. You know, um, Cerrone made. It will be if Connor's on the card. <laughs> again, mm-hmm. again, but that's Connor. Yeah, no, it, it, that's different. It's the money, but that's Connor drawing the money. I mean, in some Not ways, Rafael dos Anjos, no you know? disrespect to Dos Hanos or, or Cerrone, but I mean, I think there's a reason why this was on Fox. You know, there's a reason why other fights are on Fight Pass. I just, yeah, mm-hmm. we all agree that it might not be able to be that great to sell on a pay per view. Yeah, it's just the market value that you have to. Kinda... But but you gotta you gotta and like like well, it's a title like Jay match. was saying, Fox wants you, you title got, You gotta look at the book of McGregor too. Like this guy was never on a Fox main event. He 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 pretty much fast forwarded, catapulted to pay per view main events, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. He did mm-hmm. that himself. Mm-hmm. No one else said that for him. So if you do want the big money and whatnot, you, you know, maybe you got to read a book in, in the book of uh, McGregor. Yes. <laughs> a page in the book, <laughs> page of, McGregor. In the book of McGregor. Agreed. I'm going to say the, yeah. pay, the book in the McGregor, the page. I was like, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you guys know what I mean. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, we're going to move on to the heavyweight clash of last night. I guess you can say maybe years in the making. Mm-hmm. Alistair Overeem versus Junior Dos Santos. Now, this was the fight that was supposed to happen years ago, right? When Junior Dos Santos was the champion. Right. And then Alistair Overeem came in, and I guess there was some issues with his drug test whatnot, or the oh, steroid I'm, test. I'm, uh, I know you might I'd be hard-pressed to remember all the details of that, but, um, yeah, there was a time when Dos Santos was... I'm sorry, not Dos Santos. This was um, 2012, um, right. after Overeem came in and beat Brock Lesnar, or retired Brock Lesnar, and uh, Dos Santos had come, or just finished uh, Velasquez on, ironically, the first UFC on Fox show. Mm-hmm. And they were set to collide because, obviously, Overeem, coming from Strike Force was the heavyweight champion mm-hmm. um, who, you know, I guess didn't, didn't, I guess didn't retire as champion right. there, but, you know, obviously they signed him and still the big money fight. I, I, I Maybe Joe Boza knows in the chat room, but yeah, I remember there, that was set for a clash. Then he's, Overeem had to step down and then enter... Uh, yeah, he sat out 2012 here and then after that when he came back... Um, so he... he Beat Brock Lesnar, yeah. uh, and in it was the end of 2011, uh, and then his next fight was against uh, Bigfoot Silva. Yeah, so which, I mean, gosh, I, that feels like it was just yesterday. Yeah, Although so it was going two years back, um, you know, according Three, to Wikipedia, almost. yeah, that fight it was originally scheduled for May 26, 2012, but mm. on April 4th, Overeem was revealed to have failed his pre-fight drug test. He had a 14 to one testosterone mm-hmm. uh, to TE ratio, which is a uh, Way over the six to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So of course there was this whole thing where like I think he was saying that. Of course I'm, I'm I'm not defending or, or accusing Overing, right. but the whole like oh my doctor this prescription description that whatever. That's when we started talking about horse meat. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alistair's uh, alibi for how he got so big. Pretty much. Oh, I mean, really? yeah. Here's the guy who used to fight at what 185 or so. Maybe yeah, he was, a, uh, he was a very different boy back in the day. 205 in Pride, I remember. That was his, that was his uh, lightest? 
I don't know if it was his latest, but but I if you do want to look look it up, you know, of course UFC Fight Pass. Look up Overeem from like ten years ago, because mm-hmm. the new Overeem ate that guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, this guy's insanely huge, but uh, yeah, I guess you can say three and a half years in the making. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little bit, maybe on the board of Liddell Vanderlei Silva, and like, well, this yeah. fight would have been great two years ago, mm-hmm. but still, regardless, you know, it's happened. Um, I mean, what do you guys think about the fight? Eh. A Not, slow starter, yes. yeah. I agree. No, no action. I think the the most of the action was uh, Junior Dos Santos trying to tap him for the the start of the yeah. the round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, they were really cautious in the first round. Uh-huh. Very. Um, both guys, I think Mike Goldberg sold it as uh, as being a lot of respect between the two. Um, but uh, it they were they were both very reticent to pull the trigger. Uh-huh. Frankly. Um, I <laughs> in my notes here, I, I ended up giving it to Overeem uh, for the shot uh, for the single shot and the bloody nose uh-huh. that uh, that opened up on Junior Dos Santos. But in my notes, I say here, otherwise nine nine. I think both guys <laughs> lost that one. There was not a lot of action uh-huh. in that all. first round. Yeah, second round though, um, you had a brief groin strike on uh, Overeem. Didn't really make that much of a difference. Um, and then here. Um, Junior Dos Santos, you know, came in fine. It was a little bit more of the same, but mm-hmm. but a bit more action. Junior Dos Santos, though, come in alive uh, with the combo to Overeem, but then he was able to uh, escape and came back with an uppercut that just dropped Junior, and then followed up with uh, three uh, three shots ground and pound. Um, Dan Marigliata was uh, was the referee on that. He jumped in mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and stopped the match pretty fast. It was the over. It was the uppercut that drops Junior, and then Overeem gets three more shots on mm-hmm. him. Um, there was some talk about it being in the, an early stoppage versus not. In my, my own opinion, in, in looking at it, um, Overeem. And it's not Overeem. Sorry, Dosanos. Uh, Dos Santos. Dos Santos. Pardon me. Falls backward. He definitely went limp there. But uh, by the time he got to the ground, I saw from what. From the the camera angles that they covered, his eyes were on Overeem, and he took three shots unanswered. Um, I think only one of the one or two of them really hit the head. One of them uh, kind of landed on the chest almost. I I would have been okay if it went go, uh, if it kept going a little mm-hmm. bit longer, just a little longer, yeah, yeah, um, and and possibly um, Dos Santos would have uh, would have survived it. I, I think he probably would have grabbed for a leg. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Overeem would have uh, would have shucked him off and continued, but. That's one of those scenarios where you do err on the side of caution and no slight against Marigliata for deciding that. I mean, he certainly had a better view, vantage point of um, Dos Santos' eyes. And maybe he did see Dos Santos' eyes just glaze over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed like he wasn't completely out when he was on the ground. So I would have been okay with it going, but uh, I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing that uh, that the match was stopped. Um, I really do think that JDS in some ways has lost something in him mm-hmm. since he just got completely destroyed by Cain Velasquez the third time around. Um, even in his win against Stipe Miocic uh, last year, mm-hmm. he just still he took a beating. Is this the same JDS that can we see maybe him get better in some ways? Or do you think he, he won't pay any time in the top three at all? Because he's been like number two top heavyweight for a while. I think maybe maybe it was number some time three. off. Yeah. Um Time off seems to to heal a lot of wounds. We saw that with Tamden McCrory on the undercard, who had mm-hmm. a fantastic uh, scrap against Josh Salmon. I think uh, J- 
Josh Saman, sorry. No, I know I screwed that. Sam- <laughs> Salmon, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamden McCrory on the undercard, um, jumping to it, but uh, beat uh, Josh by triangle choke mm-hmm. in round three. That was a fantastic scrap. Now, Tamden McCrory is a guy that we haven't seen in a while. Um, he was fighting in the UFC prior to UFC 100. And, um, you know, had... Uh, I don't, don't have his uh, record up offhand, but kind of a mixed bag. Didn't really make a lot of waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then was, I believe, was cut from the UFC. Uh, he went and fought elsewhere. Um, but also, I think, took some years off, uh, you know, and just, was just training. But came back and, and had a fantastic fight. He looked great. Mm-hmm. He looked great on the ground. It was just a lot of transitions, a lot of great, and with a great triangle uh, Yeah finish on he, that. he was busy from the ground and constantly threatening yes um always looking to finish always yeah. looking to finish yeah so i think that that the, the point of this whole conversation though is that that can be the case for junior as well i don't think that he's completely uh that he's done that we've seen best days yeah, uh, past yeah. i mean speaking of finishes too uh kind of want to just go over briefly some of the some of the prelim cards uh, yeah mm-hmm. charlos Oliveira with an impressive finish on miles jury mm-hmm. although he's probably going to fight at lightweight soon since he keeps missing weight at featherweight mm-hmm. uh, nate marquardt who great great ko punch um what did you guys think of that one real quick uh that didn't suck at all <laughs> <laughs> sorry cutting the i mean he's gonna be one of those guys a couple of things here nate so um the first match, uh, sorry, the first round again, kind of similar to the Dos Anjos, or I'm sorry, no, Dos Santos Overeem match. Both, both guys, uh, pretty, pretty cautious. Um, CB lands a hard one on Nate. Um, I, and I barely gave him the round 10 9, but then Nate comes out, uh, early and lands a right hook on CB, drops him, and, uh, you know, we, we see, we see Nate have have great days and then and then some not great days. Um, you know, it, it certainly uh, I think it would have would have qualified for uh, um, as a performance bonus, but uh, you know, didn't uh, it, it didn't get it. But it was certainly an impressive performance. You know, and could be another run for Nate. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, great fi- great uh, night full of fights, of course. Um, of course, we're going to wrap it up. But before we go, before we go, mm-hmm. I want to know briefly, real quick, favorite, fi- favorite fight of the year so far? Let me go to my notes here right I quick. have to give it to the girls. They represented. Oh! Is there a specific fight that you liked the most? Um, you know what? A big shocker. It wasn't my favorite fight, but it, just the big shocker was the Ronda fight. Mm-hmm. With oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. That was, um, I think that's one of the standouts mm-hmm. um, of the whole year, just because you weren't ready for that. Mm-hmm. Nobody was ready for that. Um, Matches? Jeez, do I even have it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald. Here's oh, a rundown. I've, I've been keeping a running track, guys. I'm that nerd. <laughs> Um, go, here's the ones that go back and look on Fight Pass. Robbie Lawler versus Roy McDonald. Tony Ferguson versus Josh Thompson. Uh, Cormier versus Gustafson. Um, Tony Ferguson from Edson Barbosa just, uh, what, a week, two yes. weeks ago? Uh, speaking to the ladies, Rose Namajunas and Paige Van Zant. You know, really, uh, uh, engaging battle. Um, told a lot about, um, about both women. Um, and one that people are going to forget. That happened this year. Anderson Silva versus Nick Diaz. Exactly. Yeah. As much of a clusterfuck that that was, guys, that's a fun match to watch. And you know what? Another one was uh, going back to the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joanna destroying Jessica Penny. Uh, yes. Yeah. And Carla. 
We're getting the sound already here. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to t- get my, my vote for oh. fight of the year, and you guys keep talking. Uh, Cormier oh, Gustafson. and that's and another one? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right, before we wrap up, before you give your Twitter, right before you give your Twitter handle, favorite fighter of the year, best fighter of the year? Best fighter? Joanna, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah? And your Twitter handle. Oh, Lethalora, Instagram, 1L in the middle. Absolutely. I think Conor McGregor and, and Ronda were certainly the most important for the UFC. Tony Ferguson, I will say, had the best year. He's a character, by the way. If only he would call me back. Tony, I've been texting <laughs> you. I've been calling. Let's talk about this, huh? And well, I'm calling out or they McGregor. Can try, they, can try, they can try you uh, on your Twitter handle, too, G10716. Yep. He's got my number. Okay. Uh, well, I'm G Hermosa, favorite fighter of the year, Conor McGregor. Or not even favorite, but I think he's just flat out the best fighter of the year. Uh, we're going to be back. Uh, in a few weeks covering UFC 195. No, we're not going to be back till next year. From man. Lawler and Condit, which, by the way, <laughs> cool, real quick, best, uh, fighter to watch is uh, Sage Northcutt, who's already going to fight on the next Fox card on the main show, so good for him. Hmm. Dang. So he's already going to fight in a couple months. Um, anyway, big, big 2016 coming up soon. Lawler Condit, Stephen Miocic, Arlovsky, who probably is going to get the next uh, title fight anyways. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. G Hermosa, Twitter, Instagram, Letha Laura, J10716. We'll see you next year. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.